0: Here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today for today's episode of Hope Along the Journey. Hi, I'm Mark Cravens, the podcast host, and it's such a delight to have you. It's just such a joy that you would join us and listen. Uh, I want to take a moment to just thank all of our listeners and friends out there who pray for the ministry? Who support the ministry? I, I just, I just feel very deeply a great deal of gratitude today and always as I, I think about all of you who continue to support to make this ministry possible. It's a great joy for us to have with us today none other than Charlotte Frederick. Charlotte, welcome to today's episode of Hope Along the Journey. <laughs>
2: Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. we might as well get the laugh over here. You know, it's just um, uh, Charlotte and, and I have been friends for a long time. Our families go way back and are deeply connected in that Charlotte's son married my daughter. And so we share two grandsons.
2: Isn't that exciting? It's a blast. And I have to say, you raised a wonderful daughter, and I have now a wonderful daughter.
1: Well, thank you. And you raised a wonderful son. <laughs> I hope so. And he's a good father. I just I've been so excited recently uh, seeing the postings where David is taking channing and teaching him to ski. Yes. I just think that I, we love it. We love I just, <laughs> Oh, it is wonderful. It is wonderful. For those of you who don't know who Charlotte is, Charlotte taught for 10 years at God's Bible School and College. She was over the church and family degree program there, as well as teaching. And she has a Master of Arts in Church and Family from uh, Church and Family Leadership. That's yes. right from Cincinnati Christian University. Yes. Uh, she has also spent over thirty-five years doing children's ministry,
2: which I loved.
1: Yes, in fact, Charlotte. Again, we go way back in the day when I pastored. I don't know how many times, but there was a few times I had you come and do our vacation Bible schools for us.
2: Yes. So I got to see my daughter-in-law when she was in like third grade, which was fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so neat. Well, Charlotte, thank you so much for being here today. On this on this particular recording, I want to I want us to discuss, of course, the matter of prayer and and developing intimacy with God. But before we begin. I'd like to give you, Charlotte, an opportunity to just kind of better introduce yourself by giving some of your background, your story, upbringing, kind of fill us in on on where you come from, influences in your life. I know your father was a pastor, so kind of tell us a little bit about your background.
2: So I was born in Canada, um, and my mother's Canadian and that put me inside of a uh, the brethren in christ denomination mm-hmm. is what i grew up in and um, a beautiful thing uh, i loved i loved the people that have influenced my life mm-hmm. uh, i accepted christ when i was 7 and it was the it was a night of revival mm-hmm. i realized at that age that night that i was a sinner and One of the unique things is I don't ever remember not loving Jesus. Like, I've always loved Jesus. Mm I just didn't know I was a sinner until that night. And uh, the home I grew up in, we were taught Mm -hmm. to obey in a a kind way. We lived in a very peaceful, comfortable, loving home. And so when Jesus spoke to me um, through the power of the Holy Spirit, it was like, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I obey. Right. And, uh, so I remember heading down the right aisle and prayed at an altar. It could not have been more than two or three minutes. <laughs> I was seven, <laughs> uh, but that day transformed my life That's and beautiful. I have, have never wavered from the knowledge mm-hmm. that my heart was given to Jesus and it was forever, uh, In my college years, I did another really full commitment and surrender Mm -hmm. in my freshman fall year. That also changed the trajectory of my life. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot give God enough praise for those two highlights of my life. So um, that's sort of where it started. I mean, I just always loved Jesus. Mm
1: -hmm. And I wonder, you just can't help but wonder, too, if that early conversion kind of also fed into your desire to help children and to minister to children, Realizing that yeah. God really does work in children's hearts at a very young
2: age. And solidifies it, mm-hmm. right? So my mom was a Sunday school teacher, and she would let me play with her felt and flannel graph. <laughs> Boy, we're going I, back now, aren't we? <laughs> I would put a flannel a flannel blanket from my baby brother or sister on uh-huh. the back of the couch, and then I would use her flannel um, from her Sunday school lesson. She would let me use it, and I would play with it and, and tell stories. But another thing, too, let me mention... Not only were my parents Christians, but I'm trying to research, I think I'm a fourth or fifth generation Christian, for sure, on my mom's side. And and so the beauty of the scriptures that I studied throughout the years, Mm -hmm. um, that through the generations, and so I am forever grateful for the, the grandparents whose names I hardly know, but their love and service for Christ, and in that in that background, there are preachers and ministers and bishops. So I find that's, it fascinating.
1: That is fascinating. Yes, it is. And and again, we want. I know as you and I desire, not only our children, but we're praying now for uh, our grandchildren. Absolutely. That the spiritual legacy will just continue yes. to move on for many many yes. generations, and I believe that's what God wants.
2: Oh. His word is clear.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's get to our subject today and talking about prayer. So start us off, Charlotte, by telling us a little bit about maybe your journey as you sought to establish and discover a prayer life for yourself. What was that like? Were there ups and downs? Were there, as I said in a previous uh, podcast, were there hallelujahs and hiccups? You know, (laughs) kind of tell us a little bit about that journey. For you,
2: All right. Um, well, let me just answer yes, definitely ups and downs. Uh, we tend to focus on the highlights, and I might tend to do that now, but please understand many, many downs. Uh, I vividly recall the first time I prayed and asked God for something mm-hmm. that I needed. I was in second grade. I was outside playing. And it was in the later afternoon. My mother was calling me home from the neighbor's house. I had a doll, and the doll had a little toy. It couldn't have been more than like two by, two by two inches as the size of it. But I had lost it in the grass. And I knew I had to get home. Mom had called, and that meant now. And I couldn't find it, and I was desperate. So I remember kneeling down in the grass, folding my hands, shutting my eyes, and saying, Jesus, I can't find my toy. Will you please help me find it? And I opened my eyes, and that toy was in hand reach of my knees. Like, it was there. It was pink. It could. Amazing. It had to yes. have shown up in the grass. But all of a sudden, it was there. I could not get over that Jesus cared about a little girl who had lost her toy, right? So right. insignificant. Um, but that... Launched me again. I keep using that word, but it did. It it launched me into this understanding that God hears us when we pray. My mother, oh, my mother. Thank God for a godly mother. She she taught us to pray. She taught us to believe that when we pray, He hears us. She gave us scripture verses to memorize. So from that moment on, prayer just became a part of Charlotte's life. It was a conversation with Jesus all day long because I was taught the Bible verse, pray without ceasing. Well, when you're little, that means, you know, what does it mean? You're told, you know, it, yeah. it means you pray all the time, Absolutely. but you don't have to be on your knees and you don't have to have your eyes shut. Mm-hmm. And so I took that as as the word of God because it is, and that just became a part of my life. Um, I have, I've seen God do so many things for me that that just continues to increase your faith. Small, small, things, small things like, Lord, I don't have $5 to give so I can get home, uh, for a college break and I'm supposed to give $5 for gas mm-hmm. and I don't know what to do and prompted to run down and check the mail one more time. And my grandma, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there was $5 cash in, in that letter that she had sent me that day, you know, yes, um, yes. just oh, I could just go on and on. But each of those events increases your prayer life. But there have been times where I've gone through drought and felt like I was talking to a cement ceiling.
1: Yes, we all experience those. Right? right?
2: And through those times, though, it's His Word. Go back to the Word. It's His Word that has kept me faithful. Like, you promised, and oftentimes... (laughs) um, Maybe it's brash. I don't think so. My heart isn't, my motive isn't anything like that. But I will just lay open the word of God and tell him, here's what you said. I didn't say this. Mm -hmm. You said this. And right now, this is my need, whether it was physical, spiritual, emotional, whatever it was, here's your promise. And while I feel nothing emotionally, Mm -hmm. I am going to stand on this promise and, and, and believe it with all my heart mm-hmm. and that has carried me through through the the dark places the the hard places that's yeah?
1: that's so helpful because i i do think that we have to come back to the word of god and one of the things that i'm 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 learning more and more each day is that prayer and the word of god are not separate or divorced from one another
2: oh, not at all
1: you know you the whole basis upon which we pray is anchored in god's revelation of who he is and what he has promised to do mm-hmm. for each of us right. in our lives
2: and there's been times when i couldn't pray mm-hmm. i mean it, like i ju- there were no words all i could do was cry mm-hmm. i'm so glad that he takes our tears and interprets them there's been other times that um just just a hard place that all I could do was live in psalm 23. In fact, I lived in psalm 23 probably for about 8 months to a year. And the only thing other than my my tears mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing was to say the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is yes. my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. You know, and I would just take those words and and put emphasis on different ones and that was my prayer to him mm-hmm. you are my shepherd you will lead me it was it was a it was a good time looking back on it right, right while right. I was in it it wasn't such a great time <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you wouldn't trade him for anything but you wouldn't want to go back and no, do but it but it was such yes. a
2: learning experience right. that if I'm praying the words of of uh, God's word yes. I am in his word i am I am praying what he desires me to pray like It's a beautiful thing just to trust. And sometimes my my prayers have sounded like this, Mm -hmm. Jesus, Jesus, Mm -hmm. Jesus, because that's all I've been able to utter, Mm -hmm. but it's been enough.
1: That's right. Right? That's right. So
2: um, it doesn't have to be eloquent. I am not a person with eloquent words.
1: (laughs) (laughs) At all. I understand that completely. You know, I yeah, I, I'd like to keep the cookies on the lower shelf. I uh, I don't like to. I'm not a person of great no, words. No, I either. just
2: I just talk to him. Yeah,
1: and I, I think I, I and again, you and I are are reading the same book right now on prayer. But I I I have I'm just been very convicted that we about the fact that so oftentimes we. Through life, lose that childlike yes. faith, dependency upon God. That God, that God. My father, my daddy, can do anything. My father can. It, it, nothing's impossible with my father. Nothing. And to bring everything to Him in prayer, mm-hmm. and that to me, I you know, it's it's getting back to that basic relationship component and, and conversational praying with God, realizing that he's there. Yes. He's as close as the mention of his name. As the
2: mention of his name. And my prayers are very conversational. They aren't Mm -hmm. spent on my knees, you know, um, just interceding, although there's those moments, definitely those moments. But most of the time, it sounds like, Abba Father, Mm -hmm. here I am today. I'm your girl, and this is what I see I'm needing. If you Mm -hmm. see I need more, then I'm... You know, I'm waiting for your provision, and it's just very much a conversation all throughout the day.
1: That's great. I was told you I was going to ask you this, uh, but why? What do you think are maybe one or two top reasons why people struggle when it comes to prayer?
2: Well, because it's hard, <laughs> and because we have these set expectations. Oh, I think a, that we're coming to an almighty, true. holy, true. omniscient, omnipotent God, mm-hmm. and we do need to respect and revere that. But at the same time, um, he has told us to come. And I think I had the privilege of having an incredible daddy mm-hmm. who had a sparkle in his eye. Um I used to call him when I was old enough and could get away with it. <laughs> I called him I called him sergeant with a smile on my face because he was sort of that man like if I say jump you better jump but it was for my good and he would tell us that if I ever say stop there's a reason don't ask right. the reason right now. Absolutely. Just stop. You know and so we were we were just it was a good home. He provided for us. He would he his smile when he knew he could give us an extra special gift. And so that relationship with my dad uh, also, of course, um, influenced how I see God. And I know that a lot of people don't have a father like that. And so I was blessed with that component of being able to, to see God as a loving heavenly father, where some see him only as a righteous judge. But it's, it's, why don't we pray? It's hard. We have these expectations. We have to pray for so long. Um, I get sidetracked. I'm not disciplined, you know, excuses. And I've just learned that he's okay with my distractions because maybe he wants to talk to me about something. And so when I get distracted and start thinking about my day... Well, then I pray about my day. (laughs) And when I get distracted about thinking about my day, then I pray about the person that popped into my day, you know? And so it's, we were just talking about this before, like, um, when we sit and have conversation, before we started this podcast, we covered many, many subjects. Yes, right?
1: we did, <laughs> and um, <laughs> all over the map, and,
2: and all yeah. over the map, yeah. and and we didn't like. Oh no, come back to this. Come back to this. We were talking about this, you know. And it's a conversation right. with our That's heavenly right. Father. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I think it's probably more us <laughs> mm-hmm. that makes it hard to pray than what God has planned for us. And beautiful. and sometimes books can put us under conviction and make us feel like we're not doing it right. I love to read. I love mm-hmm. to read books. And I love to read books about prayer. Um, so I take what works for me, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, like, Charlotte, you could do better here. This is a point for you. I'm still growing. I have yet to arrive yes, on this prayer walk.
1: Yeah, it is a journey, isn't it?
2: <laughs> Definitely.
1: But all it's just wonderful to know that God wants us to to love him and enjoy him hmm. forever to
2: enjoy him
1: that's right and i think sometimes we have we fail to see the enjoyment mm-hmm. that needs to be part of mm-hmm. prayer
2: mm-hmm. it's
1: just like when you get together with good friends or family you know that in, there's there's, in, there's just joy in sitting down and having that conversation that good cup of coffee and again you sometimes you have no idea where the conversation is going it doesn't matter it's, it's what matters is who you're yeah. with
2: just the other day, I was in prayer, and something struck me as funny, you know, and I, and I was laughing. <laughs> and I was like, Lord, you knew that all along. Like, how silly of me. And I just got so tickled mm-hmm. that my Heavenly Father already had figured it out. Of course he had, right? And yes. I was just figuring it out. And how I, I, I see that God my Father has a twinkle in his eye. I, I really beautiful. do. If he sings over us... You know, he's not, he's not morbidly singing. He's singing with joy over us. So I, I imagine that he probably had a twinkle in his eye the other day when he, and maybe even a chuckle. That's right. great. I don't know if I'm supposed to imagine those things, but I do.
1: <laughs> well, if God, if we're created in His image... Exactly. And He created us with the ability to laugh and to chuckle, mm-hmm. then I have, a, I have a strong suspicion...
2: <laughs> I that, just believe it. I do. <laughs>
1: my father laughs too. I
2: think so. Yeah. I think so.
1: Well, let's take a, just a, a few minutes here uh, out of our time together to talk a little bit about maybe some of the things you personally do disciplines or practices that help you you know you've already shared some of that with this conversational approach and mm-hmm. and sometimes just whatever is going on in the moment bring it to God in prayer and 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 bring that you know but what are some other disciplines or practices you do that help make your time with God meaningful and intimate
2: well, you mentioned that I'm a grandma now. So that means I've gone through different stages of life um, from a college student who could like schedule her time like at this time of the day because it had to be so scheduled. This is when you're going to have your devotions. This is when you'll have your intense, intentional prayer time. Uh, and then I, then I started my career in teaching and got married and then I became a mother Mm -hmm. and all things change. (laughs) There is no schedule, you know? (laughs) And so I learned in that stage of my life that it was okay with the Lord that I prayed while I was ironing or prayed while I was washing dishes or prayed when I made the kids beds before they were old enough to make their own. Mm Um, it was okay for me in the morning. Like, it didn't matter what time of morning I got up as a mom. Like, it was like magnets. Mom's up, right? And so right. I learned to lay very, very still in bed with the covers over my head. <laughs> um, and i that's when I would pray. And, and they were whispered or, you know, inside thoughts. That was my prayer life mm-hmm. because that was from the moment my feet touched the ground with four littles, yes. like— there was no time. And so I want to tell mothers out there, like, it's okay. It's all right. Jesus knows your heart.
1: That's right. Pray when Absolutely. you
2: can. Pray over your kids while you're playing with them. You know, yeah. pray at the... at the. No one wants to bother you when you're doing dishes. That was a great time to pray. <laughs> I mean, everybody <laughs> left when it was time to do dishes. Yeah. Um, so those were times of prayer. And then I moved into teenagers, and then life got different. And I had a devotional chair, and I would sit in that chair, and, and my devotional, my Bible, a candle, a cup of coffee, and my teenagers knew, don't bother mom. Right? Right. And I was also trying to set an example for them. But now in this stage of life, um, especially this year, God has opened up an opportunity where I can just bathe in his word, find it so refreshing. And I have maybe two hours, two hours a day that I can give not every day, but often two to three hours a day where I can in his word and just pray. And that's a beautiful thing. But, but I had to go through all those other stages.
1: Yeah, that's, so. and I think it's incredibly helpful, Charlotte. I appreciate you sharing that because we do go through different chapters and yeah. stages in life. It's like, I, I mean, I admitted to the church recently, I'd gone through about two or three weeks of illness, and I was right. so sick and felt so bad that my right. prayer and devotional life was just very minimal, and in some days I could hardly mm-hmm. lift my head up to pray or felt like right. doing anything. But those seasons come and go they come
2: and go and I and I didn't mention like I love to use a hymn book too. I don't sing well, you know, but um but I do enjoy singing the praises um, of adoration and worship so. I would encourage, get, get a good hymn book and get back into those deep theological hymns. There, there's something there, too. Yes. Um, so devotional books and my Bible. Um, I love to use study Bibles, the mm-hmm. ESV study Bible. Right now I'm doing okay. a chronological reading through the Word, so I have a chronological study Bible that I'm really enjoying this year, but, but a hymn book. And for focus. me, it's a cup of coffee and a candle that just quiets my soul and maybe mm-hmm. some worshipful music in the background. But other times, it doesn't look like that, mm-hmm. you know?
1: That's great. Because, and again, I think our personalities right. play into don't they? I'm sure yeah.
2: not everybody is going to, you know, like, light a candle and drink coffee. Who is she? But for me, that that's just a beautiful way yes. that I can come into the presence. Like, I've lit the candle and... What does it do? I don't know. There's smell. There's it's your senses. You know. Mm-hmm. There's a, the warmth of the flicker of the light. I don't. Right. I don't know. Right.
1: Well, <laughs> I, if you've ever and I, you probably have or maybe not, but uh, I know that I think it's Sacred Pathways mm. by Gary Thomas. I don't know if you've read that I, book yet. I enough.
2: like Gary Thomas. I don't know that I've read that book.
1: But in that book, he talks about the fact that there are we're all different and there are mm-hmm. different sacred pathways. In other words, when I do this. I feel close to God. And for some people, it's art. Some people, right. it's like you're saying, the, the candle, the coffee, the smell, mm-hmm. the environment right. makes me, it just...
2: A warm blanket a on warm a winter bl- day, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah.
1: For some, it's nature. For yes. some, it's even serving. Yes.
2: In the summer, it's outside. Yeah. I love to have my devotions outside. The birds Absolutely. are singing. The sun is smiling down, you know, that kind of, yeah.
1: And I and I, I would encourage people to, just, as you're listening to this... To do different things, you know this. It's like uh, it's like going out on a date. You don't go to the same restaurant and sit in the same booth every time, right? No way. You, that you might mix be it. Boring. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Who it's wants like do that? mix it up. You know, <laughs> right. do some right. different things. Yeah. Um, because again, God wants us to serve and love and enjoy Him forever, and I think if you can do something that increases your enjoyment of being in God's presence and reading His Word and right. meditating and praying, then why yeah. not?
2: I've taken up walking, and um, that those those two miles, maybe a little bit more, are a wonderful time to pray.
1: I want to ask you this question. Thank you for sharing all that, but I want to ask you this question. I told you I was going to ask you this. So what would be a thing, one or two things or n- new insights, That you feel like God has really been impressing on you when it comes to the matter of prayer. What would be one or two insights that you feel? are God's kind of like churning in your heart regarding prayer.
2: Um, That there can be true joy. The first one that pops to my mind is that there can be true joy Mm -hmm. in praying. The joy, the intimacy that can be experienced there. Um, It doesn't always have to be the, you know fright and flight kind of a prayer or a drudgery like, Oh, it's time, you know, uh, because I've learned that on a walk, I can talk with him or Mm -hmm. inside or outside here or there. I'm experiencing a deeper level of joy Mm -hmm. in my prayer time and an expectation. Like I'm going to talk to the father intentionally in this next, Mm -hmm. you know, half Mm -hmm. hour or so along with the pray without ceasing prayers throughout the day. Uh, another thing I think would be, I am learning that when he says nothing is impossible with me, he means that he yes. absolutely mm-hmm. means that. Nothing is impossible with me. That's beautiful. And I have begun to claim that promise uh, stronger and stronger. I pray within his will, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not praying these fantasy prayers. I need a mansion on a hilltop kind of thing. <laughs> but I am praying for my needs mm-hmm. and expecting that he will answer because nothing is impossible. And I think throughout my, throughout my prayer life, like I've seen God bring groceries to my door From the exact grocery list that I had written down, we were in need of groceries. I've seen God, we needed meat in our freezer and... And a deer got caught in the stream on the way to church. Right at the church, there was a stream behind the church, and everybody there with deer hunters. They was out mm-hmm. in the country, and you know they were like, "Well, what are we going to do with the meat?" And the Holy Spirit was like, uh, "Charlotte, that's your deer. Speak up, you know." <laughs> and I and I told him, yes. "I don't even have money to process the deer." He said, "That's not your concern. Mm-hmm. I put the deer there for you. Now speak up and say you need it." And so I timidly, you know, told the men of the church. My husband was. In, there, and I said, "Well, I could use some venison, you know." And they're like, "Fine." And and I had meat in my freezer within a week uh, because I had been telling my yes. father, "I need meat in the freezer, right?" Mm-hmm. So nothing is impossible with God, and I think that's just becoming a stronger part of my of my prayers, claiming big things for Him.
1: That's wonderful. Thank you, Charlotte. I really appreciate you sharing this with us today and for being here on the. Uh, Hope along the journey recording today. It's been good. Uh, yeah, it's been good. I, I know you were a little tense, you were a little <laughs> nervous, but you've done a great job.
2: Well, thank you. And and talking about who our Father is and the privilege that we have to pray to him and the power that we have through the Holy Spirit. Yes. And and because of Jesus who gives us direct mm-hmm. access. Like, yeah, you, you hit a sweet spot.
1: That's great. Well, we'll have to have another conversation down the road somewhere on some other topics that uh, I would love to have your expertise and input on. But again, thank you, Charlotte, so much. Yes, you're welcome. And friends, thank you today for listening to this episode of Hope Along the Journey. And today, I once again remind you that Jesus Christ is the hope of the world, and if you'll look to Him, He will help you find hope along the journey. God bless
0: you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about Hope Along the Journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for more Hope Along the Journey.